Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Down in the short corner, Holzmeister, a couple dribbles, goes to the rim, up off glass and gets the spin. The spin on the basketball gave it the edge as it hung on the rim. The sophomore scores again. Holzmeister, a monster quarter. Trying to get another stop here. Cowgirls have dug themselves out of an 11-point hole. Now here's Blocklinger with a steal away from Gentry. The layup on the other end. It's good, and Goodwin has taken the lead. Ten points for Haley Blocklinger. Step back and gives it up. Tubbs on the left wing, picks it up, free throw line, outside, Foss is wide open for three, spins it, and hits it. He had time to spin the basketball in his hands, and you can't give him that much. Three, number three of the ball game for number zero. He's got 14 points. Rumbaugh comes to his aid out near midcourt. Rumbaugh drives, stops up, 15-footer, it's good. And the Cowboys are on top, 40-39. to Rumbaugh with his 11th and 12th points. Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday morning to you and yours. Hope you're having a great start to your February the 21st. Ross Volkmer, Christian Peck Dimmitt here with you on the Morning Blitz. Nice start to the day. 36 degrees, no wind. Sun is out shining. It's a beautiful winter morning. I still can't believe the weather we're experiencing. Temperatures in the 60s. Yesterday it was 72. I was in Scott City. It was 72 degrees. On February the 20th. So that was weird. I almost I almost considered not bringing a coat. But it just, it's against my like inner being to say, let's, mm. yeah, you need a coat. It's February. So, but I still brought a coat because it was a little chilly when we got done with the games last night walking to the car. So I'm glad I brought a coat, but I probably could have made it without it. It was that Snapchat kind of Snapchat will give me these things where it's like a flashback to, hey, here's a picture you took a year ago or two or three. And uh, I got a flashback from three years ago in college um, yesterday, and it was negative 12 degrees, of course, back in <laughs> Michigan. <negative> and uh, <laughs> that's a little bit different from the, the weather that we got yesterday. So I'm not complaining, though. Or, hey, it's, it's another beautiful day today. I'm telling you what, golf courses are, I've got to be loving this. I went, we drove past Oakley yesterday, and there was, a, I didn't even think about it until right now, but as I drove past Oakley, there were like five or six golf carts out with like two pieces. So there's like 10 <laughs> or 12 people out playing golf that I just saw driving by the Oakley Country Club. So uh, it's uh, it's unbelievable to think you're playing golf on February 20th in, in Kansas, nonetheless. Now, if you're in Phoenix, Arizona, I get it. It's, mm. it's, it's the high season. Um, I'm a little bit worried about hitting the course uh, when I do, whether that's this weekend or next or whenever it is. It's been a minute, and it the swing might not be pretty right. Don't as if back. it was you ever pretty. Look, you can't look any worse than Tiger Woods did in that one shot he had. So just remember, even <laughs> oh, the, world, I can. the world's best. The I world's best even has a shame. look worse. 
Uh, full show ahead today. We are going to preview state wrestling with Mike Holiday. He will join us on the program here in about 20 minutes or so, talking about uh, girl state wrestling, boy state wrestling, which is all happening in Salina. 4A, 3, 3, 3 through 1A, uh, 4 through 1A. It's girls and boys of all the classifications that we cover are happening in Salina. And we'll get the thoughts on Mike Holiday with that coming up here in the program. If we have some time, we'll touch on some college football news that was pretty important last night. At least I, I thought it was pretty big. Uh, oh, big yeah, some big college sure. football news that came. I do have an interesting thought on that as well. Uh, big night tonight in uh, college basketball. After a huge night last night, everybody saw, but number one UConn fell to Creighton. I'm telling you what, Creighton is just a team that you do not want to mess with. That is a team that if you catch them on the wrong night, you're going to lose by 20. Because they went out and buried 14 to 28 threes. If you catch a team that's going to bury 14 threes, good luck. I don't even care how good UConn is, and UConn is amazing. Transitive um, property of basketball. Uh, you don't like FCA. transitive property of basketball. No, I don't, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I love mid, transitive mid major, property. Mid-major Oakland is better than number one UConn. That's what I got. That's what you got night. out of that? Sure. <laughs> uh, big night tonight in college hoops, especially at the JUCO level. Uh, Northwest Tech, men and women home hosting Hutch. Colby Community College at Butler uh, tonight. Big night in that. There's also some other college games which we'll touch on. So we got a full show ahead. Let's dive into it, though. Last night, the regular season came to a close for high school basketball. Postseason play begins on Monday with sub-state action. Uh, some scores included... Uh, Wallace County hosting Golden Plains. Sweep for Wallace County. Girls winning 52-23. Boys winning 58-40. Hoxie swept Oakley for the Indian Senior Night. Lady Indians won easily 74-52. Indian boys also win 68-42. Decatur Community and Logan Palco split. Uh, Decatur Community girls won 44-40. Logan Palco boys win 54-45 in the boys game. And then you had uh, Colby and Goodland wrapping up their respected seasons. Colby at home for senior night hosting Peaberg. A sweep for the Eagles. Lady Eagles winning a low-scoring game, 38-23. Uh, Colby boys poured on Peaberg, 73-45. Uh, both, correct me if I'm wrong, both teams going to the postseason on four-game winning streaks. Is that right? That is correct, yep. uh, which is, of course, huge because both teams, the boys a little more so than the girls, had that midseason struggle. And then Goodland was down at Scott City where the uh, Cowgirls overcame an 11-point deficit to win by 11, 45-34. They win the GWAC girls title for the second consecutive year. So a feather and a cap to them. And then the Cowboys lost for the first time in over a month. 57-53, they lose to the Beavers last night. Um, still, though, both Goodland teams, despite that loss, both Goodland teams the number one seed in the sub-state going into the postseason, uh, which will be played um, starting on Monday with uh, the Goodland Cowboys taking on Southwestern Heights. The Cowgirls will play Tuesday against Cimarron. We know that for a fact because that's one of the I, – I, you know, Colby's going to have to wait a little bit. They'll have to do a coin toss today to figure out who gets the host, at least on the boys' side. Uh, it'll be the host of Holcomb or host uh, Colby. So I think it comes down to a coin toss there uh, this morning between the athletic directors. I have been informed, and this could change. I'm not going to say this is for sure. Uh, but big news yesterday. Uh, they will be calling heads. You learned what they're going to call? Did you? Uh, okay, we talked about this yesterday, and we both said tails. And so were you like this? Head on chin. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> um, so evidently, uh, Guy Tubbs said uh, tails. Uh, I think it was tails never fails is what he said. And 
uh, he passed it along to the group chat, and this is all secondhand, um, but rumor has it that the group chat came up with, um, no, heads is the way to go. And uh, Tom Stevens, head coach for the Eagles, uh, said the same thing. If he has a choice, and Travis Betts, when I talked to him yesterday, AD for the Eagles, did not actually know if he would be the one uh, to make the call. Obviously, they are, um, you know, the the road team in quotations uh, compared to Holcomb as far as the substate goes because it will be hosted in Holcomb. But he said if he has the choice uh, because that's what they wanted, he will be calling heads. How I feel about that, I don't know. Um, but it basically determines, not basically, what it determines is the Eagles in the first round of the sub-state on Monday are playing the Holcomb Longhorns. Are they we do host know that it for a fact. The, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> are they hosting it in the event center, or will it be down in Holcomb where the rest of the sub-state will be if they should win that game come the weekend? That's what the coin toss is determining, and we had a talk yesterday about how antiquated and ridiculous it is that they go to like one and a half tiebreakers and then to a coin flip. But regardless, that's the rule they've got. And from the people I talked to, that's the rule that uh, Keisha has had for as long as anybody can remember. And uh, we are literally letting a coin decide uh, where this playoff game is played. Hey, 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 you don't want the coin to decide? Win those games. That's the thing. Don't want to coin the side, win the games. <laughs> we don't know if they won those games. It, why don't they go down to your conference record or your record against familiar <laughs> foes or the points scored for your team across the season or the points scored against well, your team you across the season? definitely don't want to go. Any of those things. That's probably true. I definitely don't want to go to the conference record, though. There's quite a difference between conferences where that would be different and a lot of different games, so that'd be a tough one. Points. Still, you know what, they maybe. need something other than winning percentage, which is half of a tiebreaker because everyone almost always plays the same number of games short of if a game gets canceled or something and isn't able to be made up. So that's half a tiebreaker. The only real tiebreaker is games against each other. And if you play two, like some of these teams do, and they win one apiece, they both held serve. Colby won at home and Holcomb won at home. This is not the time to air out my grievances, it's, and I, look, have no, here's, here's I have no influence on Keisha. I'm just saying. It's here's, an antiquated rule. That's here, all. Here's the thing. Yes, it'd be great to be at home, but it doesn't matter. If you're going to make the state tournament, because that's the goal now, you got to win. Got to win. Doesn't matter where it is. Got to win. Maybe so, I'm just mad because I don't want to have to travel to Holcomb. That's fine. You can be there. angry. Go ahead. Do that. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Regardless, Eagles are playing great basketball right now on the boys' side. Like we mentioned, four-game winning streak uh, for the boys. And I'm not going to say that it's the best that I've seen them play in last night's win, uh, but it's up there. It's probably top three or top five this season. The only thing that took away from that performance would be uh, an okay third quarter from the Eagles defensively and not very good third quarter. Uh and then really it was Peberg's defense. I think there were times in transition and a couple times where they lost Braden Foss and Jordan Jones, who of course had excellent nights, but there were a couple times where you're like, how do you leave Jordan open? He's got he's sitting on 20 points. How is he the most open guy on the floor? Uh, so I don't want to take anything away from the Eagles. Um, 
but just grading that game, I think it was still very high. They dropped 73 points, career highs for both of the starting backcourts, uh, starting backcourt players for Colby. Uh, Braden Foss had 16 points for a career high to go along with five boards, pair of steals. He hit uh, three threes. Jordan Jones, also a career high. He had 28 three boards and hit four threes. So seven point or seven uh, rebounds and a combined 44 points from the starting backcourt for the Eagles. And Guy Tubbs chipped in a 16 point 11 board uh, double double because he's just so dependable down on the block. And uh, Eagles grab a big win, and we talked about it. Even Tom Stevens recognized the man a few words that he is. It's great to have some momentum and have back-to-back-to-back-to-back wins heading into the sub-state against a team that when they last played against the Longhorns, they did lose down in Holcomb. It's, uh, it's great to go into the postseason riding high, and that's certainly what they're doing right now. And uh, as everybody always says, you're only playing your best basketball as you go into the postseason, and Colby Boy's got to feel that way. I, I was surprised the girls' game was, I guess, as close as it was and maybe even as low as scoring as it was. Yeah, as uh, was I, the leading scorer and the leading rebounder for Phillipsburg across this year, Kayla Jacobs, in a walking boot, and she will be for the next three weeks. She's donezo for the year. Um, rumor has it that um, her foot is, you know, all black and blue and not, not a good picture to look at. Uh, so, of course, we hope uh, and pray for a speedy recovery for her, uh, but the offense certainly did have a speedy recovery out there on the court without her, uh, their second full game without her this year. Uh, and that offense was exactly as ugly as we thought it would be. Their defense exactly as pretty as we thought it would be. Uh, but the Eagles, yeah, got into one of these slugfests that they've gotten into a couple of times this season. And they came out with a win, which was nice because the Lady Eagles have had these low-scoring slugfests with when they played Beloit, uh, when they played against Norton, when they played that game over in Goodland that they lost. And this is really the first one of these slugfests that they've been able to win. And the big thing, the big headline from this game is Elizabeth Barton, uh, the first like five to ten games of this season, she forces so many steals, but the first five to ten games, she paired that with foul trouble. Uh, and it kept her off the floor for stretches of games. And basically the entire last two-thirds of this year, she's been excellent at doing the opposite of that. Very efficient stealing the basketball without really getting getting into foul trouble. But that was not the case last night. She picked up her second foul early, then her third foul early, then her fourth foul early. Uh, and there was one of those in there that I thought was ticky-tack and probably shouldn't have been called. But... Regardless, I mean, she she got herself into foul trouble, and the Eagles played basically the entire second and third quarter without their leading scorer and leading assist girl and leading stealer uh, in Barton, as well as their best free throw shooter. Uh, So a lot of offense off the floor when Barton is not there. And Colby, all of the fans in the stands and myself particularly, every time Barton has been off the floor this year, which hasn't happened in a while, Everyone kind of collectively looks sideways and looks the other way. Where's the offense going to come from without her on the floor? The answer was 
for, the question was firmly answered by Shaylee Holzmeister, who had 12 points in the second quarter and really propelled Colby to the win, gave them the lead that they had in the second quarter, and then they kind of sat on it. But yeah, 16 second half points for the Lady Eagles is not a pretty number, and most of that was without Elizabeth Barton, who also really didn't play in the fourth quarter because she came in to start the fourth and then picked up that fourth foul. Uh, I think it was two minutes into the fourth, so uh, they were without her for a lot of it, and uh, that was a nice test, sure, for the Eagles to you know have to get offense without her, and largely they were able to get enough against a good defense, maybe even an elite defense if you want to put them up there, but... Yeah, not not the prettiest game. Even when they did have Barton on the floor, they didn't look cohesive or smooth offensively. Uh, I will throw a note to Colby's defense, however, because this is the fourth time, or excuse me, the fifth time in six games where they have held opponents to 10 or fewer second-half points. They clamp down on teams they have uh, for the last few games. Over the last five, they've allowed... Uh, below 28 points to their opponents in total, and that number is only going to go down when I add Phillipsburg's 23 to that. And of course, in the second half, they're even better. They allowed eight to Peberg last night. A great number defensively, but it's back to that old adage where, hey, maybe you're not playing your best ball going into the playoffs, and that's really what matters is can you get hot at the right time, not who is necessarily the better team. And Colby has a home game for sure. Unlike the boys, they don't have to go to a coin flip. They'll be hosting Lakin, uh, who they crushed in game one all the way back in the opening ball game of the season when they played that Lakin in the top side tip-off. I'm intrigued to see how that game pans out. I, Lakin at times has looked crushable, and then other times they've looked very, very good. So I'm very intrigued to see how that game plays out here in the coming in the coming days because I think that, that could was... be a pretty darn good basketball game because Lakin is one of those teams where you're like, boy, that, that was not a good game for them. And then you're like, geez, that was a <laughs> heck of a game for them. They played great, you know, so <laughs> you don't know what you're getting every night with Lakin. That can be scary. My quick scouting of them, obviously didn't know for sure that we were playing them until the end of last night. My quick scouting of them came up with the same thing of like, this is a really good team. Also, this is a really bad team. And you're like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, But it does mean uh, that it's one of those teams that can be dangerous come playoff time. Because if they hit their ceiling right now or, you know, at the right time, which is now, they can be uh, a tough team and a tough out come sub-state, and that's right now. And if you told me after that first game when we played Lakin, and it was a 55-28 win in the top side's first round, if you told me that this was a 6-7 win team in Lakin, I would have believed you hands down. I maybe would have even said that number was high, but they have been playing much better basketball as of late and down the stretch of this season, though... Like Ross said, he's absolutely right. High, high ceiling, low, low floor for the Bronx. So a couple of wins last night for the Colby Eagles. Uh, They once again will be, uh, girls will be home hosting Lakin. We will know it's it's Colby and Holcomb on the boys' side. Who will host, we'll find out uh, later today. Uh, Down in Scott City, a couple of very interesting games. Uh, The girls' side of things, both games are very similar in the way that Goodland got down in both games. 
The difference was the Goodland Cowgirls found a way to overcome what was an 11-point deficit multiple times. Uh, they got down, they were down by six in the first quarter, eight at halftime, down by 11 halfway through the third quarter, and then did one of their patented runs where they completely sucked the life out of the other team with their 1-3-1 defense, and it resulted in what was a 25-2 run to take the lead and lead by 12 at that point in time. They'd go on to win by 11. Uh, give credit to Scott City. Avery Lewis had a career-high 15 points. She buried, I think, three threes on the night. That was the difference in the first half. She really was got, she really got going. And, and really, Scott City shot the ball very well. They had five of 10 threes in that game. And Goodland just could not buy a basket in the first half. They really struggled. How many missed bunnies? How many missed free throws? It was really ugly in the first half. As voice of the Beavers, Adam Cadavy texts me. He goes, I don't know what's more what's more fun to watch, that, that first half or paint dry. Uh, it was pretty tough to watch. Um, but nonetheless, as I said, grit, determination, and the big word, the, the big old word that everyone loves to use, culture, came through for Goodland. A winning culture came through. They say they, it just, you could just see it. They just kept playing. They knew they were down, but it didn't matter that they were down by that much. They were just going to keep playing, just going to keep fighting, and eventually pull out the win, and they did. And for the, with that with that hard work, they outright win the GWAC for the second consecutive year. This is a very tough league as the GWAC every single season, and so to win it in back-to-back years is very impressive for this Goodland Cowgirl basketball team. Um, and for this team that lost so much off of last year's squad to be 17-3 and at the end of the regular season, just one, but multiple feathers in their hat. It's a really great season. And to deal with some of the injuries to their key players that they dealt with. Um, heck, even in last night's game, Jackson Mitchek had a season-low six points. Uh, Scott City shut her down. She had some foul trouble again. They still found ways to pull it out. So I give a ton of credit to the Cowgirls, their coaches, uh, with a great winning culture to finish out this season strong with the win 17-3 to last night. I mean, that has got to feel good. We've talked all about getting momentum heading into the substate and how much it means to string wins together, and that's huge for the Cowgirls. Cowboys, on the other hand, will have to uh, rebound and recover a little bit here after uh, a loss last night heading into their first-round matchup. I don't know. I have been thinking about this on the drive home, how I was going to word this. Because here's two points. You can, you can look at it in, in two different ways. I'll start with the bad and end with the positive. The bad is the Goodland Cowboys, like the Cowgirls, got down, missed some easy buckets. Scott City made them pay. Scott City played great defensively. And as we mentioned on yesterday's show, Scott City's a team you don't want to play. If you're a 4A team and you're like a top five seed because that's who they're probably going to play, you don't want to face this team. I don't want to face Jackson Rumford, who went off for 23-12 and 12 last night. You don't want to face this guy. And you don't want to face his teammates because they play pretty darn good basketball. And when they put it all together, which they've done a lot this year, but they have just not finished. And last night, they finished it. The big stat of the game was rebounding. 29-15, to 15, the Cowboys got out-rebounded. I know that got underneath Coach Dahl's skin, visiting with him post-game. That's a toughness thing. Toughness. Got to go after the rebounds. Grab them with two hands. Got to be physically and mentally tougher than your team. Here's the thing. When you're Goodland, you look at 
all the way back until they lost that game against uh, Olathe North, which was January 9th, sorry, January 19th, the Orange and Black Classic semifinals. That was the last time they lost. It was a 10-point loss. Before that, they had the overtime win over Hayes, and they had an overtime loss at Hugots in the prior two games. Those are the closest games they've had since. Every single game, other than that, has been decided by 12-plus points. Goodland has been a team that has played from the front all season long. They've never played from come from behind. Last night was not all a bad thing. It was a reminder and a wake-up call that you have the target on your back. You recently got put as the number two ranked team in 3A for the final rankings of the year. You're going to finish number two no matter if you lost that game. You're number two team in the state until the final season's over. But the target's on your back. That's okay, but there's added pressure. Teams are wanting to beat you. And if you're going to get down, you're going to have to fight extra hard to fight out. And the Cowboys have not gotten down this year. They have been great at getting out to great starts. They didn't have that last night. It didn't happen. But that's okay. You learn from this. All right. We got to keep fighting harder. We got to keep working harder to get back and win these games. This was, these are the type of games that I honestly think Goodland needed to have. They needed a game like this. And I don't say they need to lose, but they needed a game where they got down. And they had to learn how to fight back. Now, they hung around, and they took the lead a couple times. There were 10 lead changes in this basketball game. But Scott City kept getting buckets after Goodland got the lead. That was the thing. Goodland did not get stops defensively. They have to get stops at times, and the Cowboys did not get it done defensively. So you, the lack of rebounding, the lack of getting defensive stops hurt them last night. And also, credit to Scott City, their defense out-pressuring the basketball out past the perimeter was good. It made Goodland uncomfortable. And the Cowboys do not love to work the ball inside to their bigs, and the bigs don't love to work with their back to the baskets. They don't love to do that. They're not comfortable doing that. Only really one guy, two guys, I should say, really feel comfortable about taking the basketball, putting their head down, and getting to the bucket. And Brady, Brumbaugh, and Noah Schnett, they're about the only guys that really feel comfortable in doing that. And last night, the Cowboys needed more of that because shots were not really, they were falling okay from the outside, but it wasn't great. Credit Scott City, Grunsky, and great defense. But as I said, this is not, it's bad in areas that you got outworked, you got out-rebounded. Yes, that stinks. And it stinks that you lost in the regular season finale. Yes, that stinks. But it's not all bad. It's a, it's a little of an alarm to say, hey, we got to wake back up. We got to we got to go back to work. We got to get work extra hard if we're going to achieve the goals that we want to achieve and we got to get better in these areas in order to do, to get that goal. And I hope that they learn from this that hey, we can get down, we can fight back, but we have to get stops. We have to be able to fight back all the way and secure the victory. That was like I said, the Cowboys have not had a game like that this all all this season. But now you have and now you learn. And you move forward. You forget it. You learn from your mistakes. And you pr- apply it to the upcoming games here next week. I mean, a team as good as Goodland has this choice. And it's maybe not a conscious one as much as it's uh, more unconscious. Of You can rise up and say we're better than what we played against, granted, like Ross said, a good Scott City team that uh, has the specs to beat anybody in terms of their size, defense, and shooting. Uh, but you can either rise up and say we're better than what we played last night and that is a wake-up call, or we can reel from a loss and let that affect 
the run in the sub I would be shocked if that happens. I would mm. be shocked if they let that happen. Um, this team has been very well driven all game or all season long. I just last night a few things didn't go their way, and that's okay. There's going to be games where things don't go your way. Can you prevail? It's just like the Cowgirls. Things did not go their way, but they prevailed. This is the next step in the evolution of your program. How do you go from being the team that when you're not in front, winning by 10 to 15, 20 points, how do you become the team that doesn't have everything going on the night? You're down by five most of the game. How do you come back and win it? And they got that lead back multiple times, but they didn't get the stops. You got to get the stops, and you got to get the rebounds that in those possessions. Once again, credit to Bryant Gentry and Scott City and their boys. They played really good last night. And as I said before, <laughs> If I'm any team in the 4A tournament, I don't want to see that 10 and 10 Scott City team. You look at the side, oh, 10 10. Well, we got him. No, 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 no. That's a, that's a good Scott City team. And Jackson Rumford is a hell of a player. Boy, he's good. I mean, at six foot five, to have that kind of great shooting touch from all over the floor, in particular at the free throw line where he really lived last night. And to, you know, he, he took, he really was able to score. Not easily, but you know he he got his buckets. It was it was just a great showing from him. And Avery Noel had a good game on senior night. And I tell you the the student section was buzzed. They were juiced. And I feel like the Cowboys kind of, to an extent, suffered from that a little bit. You know the crowd was on them a little bit. And you got to flush that out. You got you got to ignore that. You got to get rid of. You got to put the earmuffs on. And you got to block all that out and focus on your game as you play. Once again, wrapping it up is before we get to break here. Yes, it stings, it sucks, I get all that, and there are some things that are not good that you can correct. But overall, this is not a terrible thing. It's just a little reminder that, hey, we are a good basketball team, but we got to get back to work, we got to be better, because great teams correct their mistakes the very next game, and for the rest of the time, they don't make those again. And like I said, and and we've got to learn how to win these games where you're down can you fight back and then secure the win at the end? That's the big thing. All right, let's get to a timeout. We come back. Mike Holiday is going to join us talking wrestling. State wrestling begins tomorrow in Salina. We'll get his thoughts next here on the Morning Blitz.